And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. No, I think I think it was the 50s because I spotted a car and I went, oh, that's mm. from the 50s. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, 52 Mark but, Minor, only 44 built in this particular configuration. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> How do they expect me to maintain my believability when that car is clearly out of place? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't released for at least three years after the film was made. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 13, Episode 2, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. This week we have a man who says he prefers unpaid private investigator, not stalker. It's Mike from McDonough. Mike <laughs> also beside him we have a lady who relates a little too much with dormant volcanoes. It's Shona Shojo O'Flaherty. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who said it's impossible to keep up hope and with the Kardashians. It's Mark Superhero <laughs> Leonard. Right, we've got lots to get through today, this week. We've got like a month's worth of stuff. Oh mm. my God. We've got several movies. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to list them all because it would just bore people, but uh, they're good. <laughs> it's a good it's a good selection movies are good Steve yeah, it's a good selection you know yeah, yeah. hey listeners big surprise we watch stuff we're, yeah. really we're glad you tuned in um, yes so how are we doing fantastic imagine yeah. imagine the joy with which I confronted my TV each evening knowing that what I was about to turn on was my choice and nobody else's <laughs> it's so important to have choice Mark did you get it stuck really in a rut though? Did you? I got stuck in a rut a couple of nights. I was like, geez, what will I watch now? Oh. I was like, I've nothing to watch. And then I remembered all those series I'd never finished. Yeah. So I went back and finished those. But, okay. yeah. yeah. Well done. Would you like to hear a tale of me sticking up for feminism? Hey, I'm always up for that. <laughs> Is it a comedy? <laughs> Wait, should I I'll let you be the judge of that, Michael. Before you start this story. It was a dream. <laughs> so, so a guy I work with told me a joke. And it's a joke you might have heard before, but I hadn't. And the joke goes like this. How many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? And the answer is non-feminists can't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, to, fit, to fit, I responded, that's not really fair on feminists, even if it is really funny. <laughs> uh, Way to go, Mark. Appropriate response. Well, uh, <laughs> On the topic, will we congratulate the ladies of Saudi Arabia on being allowed to drive today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, it begs the question how they got their licenses. Well, they haven't got them yet. It's to go for official review. They've just passed it for review. Oh, right. I saw a very smiley lady in a, in a hoodie kind of thing behind a very expensive looking wheel with a uh, big smile on her face. Bet the engine wasn't on because <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently it's not to go through till summer next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so the men have plenty of time to move out then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shona. I missed you. <laughs> yeah. But you can recommend this podcast to your feminist friends now that I'm standing <laughs> no, up for women's rights. I don't recommend right. this podcast to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I have a, a co-worker that has started listening to us and he was telling me that we were his entertainment you guys while he ran the berlin marathon last week awesome cool. so i think we're really missing a trick by not including runners who listen yeah. to us go on at length about complete shite yeah. i think we should throw in motivational phrases throughout the podcast to support the what's his first name okay this is martin hey martin oh. hey martin well done they're behind you they're behind you keep going martin uh. <laughs> jesus he must have been really fast if he finished 
the marathon in an hour and a half like <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes if it was the best of yeah <laughs> um i was gonna say um would martin would martin be in his 40s by any chance uh, i don't care for how you answer Jonah. no just uh, <laughs> you're not sure that's okay he's yeah, a bit like yourself steve all oh, right okay yeah. ageless he's absolutely right. ageless <laughs> it's not the guy i'm thinking of so yeah all right <laughs> um right well let's get into it or else we'll be here all night um, Who put the juice on the list? The juice. I don't oh, in the TV section. That would have to be Steve. Were things were things longer than an hour are not supposed to live? The juice. Oh no! What yeah. happened? I think With I put strike on James Franco. I put strike on. Oh, you did. Oh, well, then I put the juice on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I was on movies. Oh. Hitman's Bodyguard was was my call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we could give Steve a formal warning. I think yeah. <laughs> I might have, might have uh, suggested it for Mike, and uh, he just yeah. went, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. Possible yeah. suspension of speaking rights. <laughs> and like while while we're on the subject, there is no TV show called Strike Dash The Cuckoo's Calling a third. <laughs> so you can't see the list at home but that is exactly what is written beside my name Mark, for a TV show that I did not put on the list I'm only a technical writer from like 8 to 5 every day after uh. that my writing goes to shit <laughs> well this this is how you feel Mike each week when somebody else puts on your mm. picks for you yeah I've I've grown to uh Look forward to the weekly humiliation <laughs> that becomes my pick. <laughs> Although typically when I do it for you, I don't add random fractions to the end. <laughs> I think fractions are misunderstood and often ignored by our society. And I mm. say, who are we to ignore fractions? Mm. So. Well, I think we should start with strike. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Strike. You guys. What is it? A cuckoo. I believe one third of people who watched this thought it was great, and two thirds of people who watched this thought it was awesome. Fractions. (laughs) 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 Was that a true story or just an urban legend that about 20 years ago there was a bill put forward in a Texan parliament to try and round down pi to three? What? <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> you can't like negotiate. Just, it was just yeah, three. Pi is just too awkward. <laughs> three is a good round number. So what's wrong? What's wrong with twenty-two over seven? That's two round numbers. <laughs> Strike the cuckoo's calling. Yes, mm. part one a third. of three. Yes, a third. <laughs> um, a young model uh, is she falls to her death um, from a balcony. And it is assumed she's committed suicide. Um, however, her brother has his doubts and calls in Strike to go and investigate on behalf of the family. Does Strike have a dark past? Oh, you can be sure. <laughs> yeah. Rest assured, Michael. Things I liked. The way they did his character background through Google. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things I didn't like. The strong feeling that I'd seen things like this before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, one of the novels written by J.K. Rowling. Yes. Oh, okay. This was published under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith. And mm. The Cuckoo's Calling was his first book. But when it was published and um, critics were reviewing it, they were mm. like, this author for a debut novel has the skill and maturity of writing of somebody who's much more experienced. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think for the second novel, somebody, the wife of the CEO or something at uh, Paperbag Productions or mm-hmm. wherever it is that published the book, um, t- 
told her friend that, hey, Robert Galbraith is actually J.K. Rowling. She was only Ooh. dying to tell somebody. Oh. And then that friend told somebody and told oh, somebody. Oh, that's right. And yeah. because it ended up being like uh, there was some kind of, I don't know, there was a reason it had to go to court. And like this woman had to be on a stand and like <laughs> called out for telling a friend. My heart went out to her. Anyway, so this is Robert Galbraith. J.K. Rowling's post-Harry Potter writing. And this book was the first book. And it was a good TV show. And that's my review. <laughs> did, did, you, did you read the book? Yeah. I couldn't tell from... <laughs> yes. You did? Yes. So I can't tell from uh, in front of me for being one of those smug people who's like, I read the book and then I saw the TV show. But the and book I, was just like way better. The book was so much better. It just like it just like went over things in more detail because it's more words. You felt like book. more immersed in the story. Yeah. So, you, so so you've heard you've heard my review of Mr. Mercedes then. Yeah. So tell us. The only time in living memory I got to have that smugness. Yeah. Did it? Did it though? Did it? Um, I was really I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, I watched all three, and then as soon as the series was done, they did the next two weeks, they did a two-part series of the next book, Mm -hmm. uh, and I watched that too, and then the next series is coming out in in January, and I'm going to watch the shit out of that. All right. So, Uh yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really, like, they've done it in, like, a true detective style, where they're trying to do moody, artsy detective Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the opening credits are very sepia, filter, and... um, emo 70s folk music over like a camera reel of him walking moodily down the street so oh it's very moody yeah it's a bit gritty in places but i like that yeah and the book is like really fucking pretty well all Mm -hmm. the like they get dark like like harry potter the robert galbraith books get more and more gritty the last one was actually i had to put it down in parts because it was Mm -hmm. so it was written from the point of view Mm -hmm. of the killer who kills people and he keeps their body parts and then basically masturbates to touching the dead body parts. And the way that she nice. described it was just so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Mike, don't cross the line from like creepy to I need to. Nah, he didn't really. You beat me to it, Mike, because I was going to do my usual part what Mike calls Saturday night. <laughs> I didn't get Virtual high five, Mark. <laughs> so anyways, um, I was interested to see, as I, I think any people are when you see something on TV that you've read, uh, what the characters look like to see if they match my head because they didn't. In my head, right. um, Strike looked like... Did they Tom Cruise. watch Harry Potter or is this going to be like a comparison mm, I make? It depends on which character you're going to reference. Mad-Eye Moody played by... Oh, Mad-Eye yeah, I remember Moody. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I thought Strike looked like. A big fat guy with a limp and a, mm. and a chip on his shoulder. But they made him better looking for the TV show, which is not fair. Because the book is just like, seriously, but always do appreciate. not want yeah. to hump him. Hmm? And then his... So, so he's got quite an interesting background. He does, mm. yeah. So he's missing a leg. Yeah. He used to be Afghanistan. in the SA, mm. yes. Yeah. Mm. And he's also uh, the estranged son of a rock star. Yes, a very famous mm-hmm. rock star and a model who had a one-night stand and made him... Ah, I'm mm. sure that'll come in handy later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else about it? Well, if Zoolander taught us anything, is that you can solve mysteries with being beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just to, like go back to the grittiness. There's a couple of funny bits in it. I thought, like you know, where he he takes off his leg and he just mm. goes ah balls, and he he needs a whiz. 
Oh. But instead of getting up again, he just pees into a bottle <laughs> and puts he it on the shelf, you know. Just going, and then he's walking down the street, five of our hand job, guff, you know, <laughs> just out of the blue, you know. And then he ends up going back to use her to do something else so he can acquire some information. Spying. That was quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny in places, I thought, yeah. Um, I like his, uh, his new temp. And, yes. uh, I like the, the scene where she arrives and it's just like the place is all over the place. Yeah. You know, and there's, a, there's just been a screaming match just as she's coming up the stairs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that intro too, because then I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a good way to, I think, kind of to, to, to move into somebody's story when it's just like chaos, you know, running into a room. Oh, yeah. It's like, leaving yeah. And the place is a mess and it's just like awkward. Yeah. There's no skeletons in these closets, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> welcome to my world. You well, know? I like that you're yeah. being introduced to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm using her introduction yeah. to that world as a proxy. Like she's kind of running into the office for her first day in the job. And so she's new to it and we're new to it. So you're kind of immediately, I think on the same page, yeah. you know, now I've only seen episode one, but, um, I can't see that relationship staying too platonic for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this much. I think that the books, the undercurrent that really drives the books forward is the relationship between strike and his secretary. All oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, but ah. you may be thinking it the wrong way. She, there is talk by like part two or part three, or maybe yeah. even the next show mm. that's already aired. Um, that her secret desire has always been to PI. So it's kind of like, is she going to become? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like misheard that too, Steve. <laughs> I was like, to do what? <laughs> um, she, does she, it, she uh, that would sting, though, wouldn't it? Sting, sting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so Harden the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my sorry. Just wear goggles, dude. <laughs> They'll all laugh at me at the fetish club. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to be a detective as well. Oh, right. so it stings like so stuff. bad. It stings my eye. Some guy being lathered by a baseball out beside me looks at me and just goes, hard enough to fuck with you. <laughs> just think about your complexion after. <laughs> look, look, take a look at cheese grater George down there. Do you see him complaining? <laughs> Urea is good for your skin. <laughs> Bloody but balls, McFarlane. I have moisturizer with you. So, so um, I, I kind of, I g- generally liked this, but it didn't have enough hooks for me to want to keep watching it. Right. And it's pushing the boundary mm-hmm. of the length of a TV show I'm willing to suffer. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's quite yeah. long. Like, yeah. I can't remember. Was it was 50 minutes or nearly a full hour, but they're, they're long. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I did have an awful deja vu watching it. I thought that the strike character was really well put together. He was a really interesting character. And I, like I said at the start, I liked the way he's presented and the way we learn about him. And you, you've mentioned as well, Shona, there's a very there's a very good use of the audience proxy because we walk into the room the same time as she does where he's after you know having a row with somebody else. It's so immediately you're going, oh, what's the story with this guy? Like, But um. It's, it's it's just not for me. It's not a bad show, though, but uh, it's not really good enough to make it onto the list of things I'm going to keep watching, I'm afraid. Well, maybe if you'd read the books, Mark, you would have got so much depth out of it. Just <laughs> listened to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, any more you want to say this? Well, I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, um, you watched all of it. I looked okay. forward. It kind of felt like a nice, cozy feeling, like, oh, Sunday night, settle down after dinner onto the couch. Uh, make a cup of tea and like watch um, something non-offensive 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. Been Something so I can't be offended by. Yeah. Yeah. Start tweeting about it. Yeah. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dino, bring it up, Steve. There's a lot of political turmoil in the world, and it's nice to have a bit of escape. Oh, relax, honey. Well, I didn't mean that uh, personally. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a good general. It's killer filler for me, Steve. Yes, turn it for me. Filler for me, too. Filler. Thriller. Thriller. Killer. Killer. Yeah, killer. 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 I liked yeah. it. I recommend it. Okay. <laughs> um, she next. liked it so nearly as much as our Trump city. American Vandal. American Vandal. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this about the dude who sprayed spray paint sticks on cars? I think that is very reductive. Let me tell you what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. No. One, in us. a high school in America, there is a boy with a somewhat checkered past. He's been in trouble with teachers before, you might say. And a heinous act of vandalism occurs when 27 cars have dicks sprayed on them <laughs> in an afternoon. <laughs> he is then blamed and convicted for a crime that he did not commit. American Vandal is his story as told by two uh, documentarians from the school. Hmm. Is this a fake show? Like I don't know what you mean. It's a fiction. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the piss take thing. Oh, it is a piss take of yeah. making a murderer. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. you know, all And they things. leave way in. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it is the funniest show I've seen this year. Oh, really? And the best thing about it is, like, because Donna watched it with me, like, so then I had an opportunity every evening to go, do you want to watch some dicks? <laughs> and then when it was gone when, when we finished it I went I can't believe we're not going to see any more dicks <laughs> how many episodes are there hmm. uh, 10 maybe really wow they're short they're 30 minutes yeah mm-hmm. 30 yeah. minutes Steve yeah I don't know 30 minutes is a good length yeah <laughs> 3 episodes you could watch 3 episodes of dicks in the time it took to watch the juice yeah. <laughs> Um, so each week they kind of set up and tear down a theory as to who could have done it and they very cleverly end each episode in a cliffhanger and like this is incredibly skillfully made and uh, the performances are outstanding um, it is like the subject matter is ridiculous right we previewed this yeah we did and I, yeah. and I asked you this can't be real like surely this yeah, isn't yeah. real but they never for one minute peel back the veil and let you think that it's anything other than deadly serious. <laughs> and when, when, they're, when they're talking about it, um, like one of the main things they try and use to get the kid off is that when he draws dicks, he puts in ball hair. <laughs> <laughs> but the dicks on the car don't have any. And when he, when he draws the penis head, it's part of the shaft. But whoever drew the dicks on the car made it really bulbous. <laughs> so, but it's, oh, it's so funny and and like you just you just laugh every so often the ridiculousness that they're deadpanning at you builds up so much that you just burst out laughing and that happened every episode without fail so who's showing this sorry who's showing this what channel it's, it's on netflix, netflix. it's yeah, on netflix, netflix. okay right. i might have to watch it you've sold me Mike. yeah i think uh, so yeah you definitely should like yeah. It, it, it isn't that crude either, even though they do say dicks about every three minutes, mm-hmm. because of course that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And hashtag who drew the dicks is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's not that crude. 
it, it really is like it's ridiculous to say but it's a human story right <laughs> about, about, this, about the documentarians and the interactions of people at school and and it's just I cannot recommend it enough awesome cool, cool. um speaking of uh, oh, dicks not of dicks <laughs> but of um the sort of reality investigative type things mm-hmm. uh, the confession tapes did you get to that too is that Hulk Hogan no, <laughs> a confession tapes was about a uh, murder of a family. No, uh, no, no one got that. Well, it's no. it's just out on Netflix now. It's mm-hmm. um, these two guys who are accused of uh, murdering one of the guys' parents and sister, mm-hmm. um, brutally. Like, God, I'd love I to mean, see you put an apostrophes in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was like it was messy, right? <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, the, uh, the the two guys who are suspected of it, they've got the whole documentary footage okay. thing going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, it, they're basing it on the guys acting aloof and a bit mm-hmm. nuts, according right. to the investigators. Okay. But then they uh, showed that they hatched a plan to, uh, what is it called? You can't do it in the States, but you can do it in Canada. Uh, uh, bestiality? No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that so easily? There was, a, there was a big court case about eight, ten months ago where they clarified the law on bestiality in and Canada. And that's why it's his tourist destination of choice these days. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, just to make it clear, if you're going to Canada, penetration is illegal. But to get a dog to lick honey off your dick is perfectly fine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, good to know. Thanks good for the <laughs> Nobody Speak is a Hulk Hogan documentary. Um, entrapment is what I'm trying to think. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, so they, they basically say that they're mobsters and they contact these guys and uh, they're trying to get them involved in their sort of shady dealings. And then they're mm-hmm. like, look, we need to know, have you ever, you know, you know, kill the dude and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And they're recording all of this. And the man's like, no, nah, man, no, no, no. He's going, well, I got this letter from uh, the cops that said they're going to arrest you for something. Yeah. And he's going, what's this about? And he's going, no idea, man, no idea. And he seems to be going, oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're trying to get them to say, oh, yeah, yeah. just knock these owl yeah. deers right. off and blah, yeah. blah. But it's, it's really well done because then they're interviewing like uh, ex-girlfriends and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. They're just going, no, not a chance, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, the, mm. the, the guys had made sure that they'd been seen at the time of the crime in other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they reckon it was, it possibly could be like a, a hitman kind of for hire uh, kind of okay. job and so on. But anyway, it's fascinating. It's really well done and it's got a great hook on the end of episode one. I'll be watching more. It's, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of my, uh, my go to at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's called so. again confession tapes. The confession tapes. Yeah. Okay. It's also on Netflix. Uh-huh. Actually. Yeah. So yeah. Netflix is really pulling out all the stops. It is actually. Isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. Amazon prime better uh, up its game. Yeah, the see the the whole chat about the Emmys was that Amazon just didn't manage to do any good, and Netflix was all over them. Mm-hmm. Ah. The Emmys happened in the middle of our break there, didn't it? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Work? I just had a look at the red carpet. Just. <laughs> yes. I'm all about yeah. the fashion. I asked me. Mike the same question and got the exact same. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the dresses this year? Um, it's actually so long ago now, I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> yeah, well, they were talking about your one from Modern Family again. Uh, Ariel, Ariel, what's her name? And her dress with the two cut up bits for her legs. Ariel, mm. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I don't watch the award shows hardly ever. I get highlights or I just look at the, the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, 
somebody saw a show that I want to talk about. Are you finished, Steve, talking about that one? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who saw The Dark Tower? I did. Right, Mike. Did you read the book, first of all? No. Have we talked about this already? This seems familiar. Mm, I think we might have talked about it when the trailer came out. Ah, okay, so you haven't read the book, you've seen the movie, what do you think? No, well, I was I was stung by The Stand, and I vowed never again to read that type of Stephen King novel, which, right. yeah, I don't like that particular vein that he writes in, um, much more of a Salem's Lot kind of a, or a Shining kind of a person. Um, Give us a lowdown on the, on the old uh, synopsis. Okay, you have a little boy. He's very gifted, but everybody thinks he's nuts. And turns out he's not as nuts as everybody thinks. And there's some interdimensional bad guys after him and an interdimensional good guy, i.e. Idris Elba, uh, who can help him. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. So, do you remember Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where there was the, the one in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, so there was a one. There was a young kid with a lot of potential who meets an older guy with experience who can help him bring him on and realize his full potential against the. You're talking about the hero's journey, Mike. Right? <laughs> Is this another Greek story, Mike? Possibly, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, um, although they they kind of cut out the whole man boy love association thing, but. <laughs> You know, you can't have everything. <laughs> they did the same thing in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, they they never cut those bits out of the Bible, though. <laughs> True. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah springs to mind. Yeah, yeah them were the days. <laughs> <laughs> men were men and sheep were when nervous. sodomy was <laughs> when when sodomy was a place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's basically it good evil little boy in the middle <laughs> and uh six guns cowboy kind of theme going on okay yeah um so that's roughly the synopsis okay mark would you care to take over the baton oh uh, no i can't i can't i i started reading the tower the dark tower um because i really like stephen king but mm -hmm. i never got anywhere with it okay I think I might have read The Gunslinger, which is the first book, mm -hmm. and then just went, right, I have proven to myself that I don't like The Dark Tower, despite what everyone else says. <laughs> All right. Because it's, it's highly lauded, that book, like, mm -hmm. that series of books. Yeah, it's, it was a very disappointing movie, I have to say. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I saw the trailer, and I, I was instantly pumped. Yeah. I thought, I have to see this movie. Yeah. And once I did, I was, I was so disappointed. Really? Yeah, because there's... It, the movie is less than 90 minutes, I think, running yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But it takes roughly 60 minutes to get through the exposition. Right. So that you know who's who, yeah. uh, what the stakes are, what the rules of the universe are. Uh -huh. It just takes so long to get through that. Right. Whereas if you take something like Star Wars, yeah. you, know, you, you know, in 10 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's going on. Yeah. Um, so it, it was very poor in that regard. And... You know, when you have a 90-minute movie and it takes 60 minutes to get your shit sorted out, that leaves very little time yeah. to actually have the the bit of the movie that people go to see. Yeah. Um, now, granted, there's some great action scenes. Um, some, of, some of the best gunfights I've seen in a long time. Just really enjoyable, satisfying okay. gunfights. Yeah, yeah. But there's far too few and 
far too long between them. You know? oh. um, and Matthew McConaughey, the, the bad guy thing didn't work for him. Um, it just came across to me as Matthew McConaughey picking up a paycheck, you know. And, right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, not one of his finer moments. Okay. Yeah. And the the kid was hideously annoying. Um, oh, you know, well, did he, did he dribble? Not quite, not quite, <laughs> but he made me dribble. <laughs> Goddamn child actors. What would you, what would you score it, Mike? Ah, uh, geez, I couldn't go beyond a four, really, to be honest. Yeah. Really? Uh, that bad? Yeah, it's just. 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so I'm being very generous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strike <laughs> that, make it a two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just really poorly structured. Um, yeah, you know, they had all the elements to make something great. They just totally dropped the ball. Um, wow. so what can you do? What can you do, indeed? Yeah. So the Star Wars was set in the seventies. Do we have anything else in the list that was set in no, the seventies? No, no, the Star Wars was set in a far, far galaxy a long, long time Sorry. ago. <laughs> can we can we do that again? <laughs> I had this great link that I just completely balled up. That's like something one of you three would say. Would it be something in space, Mark? No, no, I'm going to leave that for the end because I think that's the grand finale. I think this is actually Star Trek week on the show. You just haven't realized it yet. <laughs> the juice is set in the 70s, is it? Okay. It is. The juice, yes. Mm. So if I got my link right, that would have worked. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is meant to be about the beginnings of the porn industry in mm-hmm. New York. Mm, sort of, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there seems to be a lot more to it. Mm. Um, a lot more... Uh, Am I on? There we go. Hello? Mm. Oh, yeah, there I am. Yeah, yeah um, so it's set in, in New York in the 70s mm-hmm. and uh, at the beginnings of the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's more, uh, the episode one anyway is all about character development mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. uh, they're sort of heading that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's showing the seedy side of 70s mm. New York. Yeah. Some honest people in there trying to make a hard, yeah, hard living, yeah, just yeah. not being left alone. <laughs> yeah, God love them. Too many double entendres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the way there's two James Francos. Imagine if they had yeah. two Sarah Michelle Gellers instead. <laughs> We've had that, Mike. It didn't work. It, didn't it won't work. work for me, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, do you know? I saw Underworld. Finally. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the first one. Oh, the right one to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to start. It was playing on uh, Sky Movies. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this one's for you, Mike. <laughs> there was a lot of... Thank you. Sir uh, Michelle Gathers. There's a lot of latex. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, okay, I get that there's werewolves and vampires. Mm-hmm. But are there like two werewolf clans that are mad at each other? And Martin Sheen gets more and more emo. Michael Sheen gets Mm -hmm. more and more emo as it goes on. Like the eyeliner gets heavier. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, why is he working against the woman in latex? Mm -hmm. I thought they were both vampires. So I was slightly confused. Mm -hmm. And also the movie is visually speaking very dark. Like I wish Mm -hmm. I could find the picture button on my remote to just like turn it up. (laughs) (laughs) Turn up the picture, yes. (laughs) So I found yeah. it mildly entertaining. Mildly entertaining. So are we done? Are we done? We with the juice. So sorry, <laughs> said that it worked for him, and I had to. I remember. But maybe, maybe it's telling that we got the synopsis of the juice and immediately talk, started talking about underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about Maddie mm. Gillahall. Mm. 
Magnus to talk about Maggie in the juice. Did you see her in the juice? She was candy. Well, I didn't watch the juice. It's an hour and a half and you put it in oh the TV goodness. slot. You missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch the juice, Steve. Yeah. Yes. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Hooker. What? Yeah, she was Candy the hooker, yeah. 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 It's not really <laughs> a role I'd have seen Maggie Gyllenhaal in. No. Yeah. I'm I, very surprised I was. Yeah, yeah. I more expect her to be, I don't know, an archaeologist or... Leader of the Women can world. do whatever yeah. jobs yeah, yeah, they yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. The Israeli uh, ambassador. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, it, it was. It was indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she does look very good bending over a car window. I'll grant her that. <laughs> that is... Stop objectifying her, Michael. <laughs> but, you know, did, were you able to um, bear uh, like a, a, a double uh, dose of James Franco, though? I know you've uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of James. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of him this though? Neither am I. I thought he was working a bit too hard on it. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, it was just too grim, and he was too accepting of the grimness. It was. It was too bloody unfortunate, and then mm. he didn't help himself. Yeah. You know, he was getting himself in trouble, and then mm. it was just like, ah, oh, you're just messing it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm interested to see. If he digs himself out of it, I presume he mm-hmm. does that uh, as the brothers are the, yeah, yeah. the, the core of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the only reason why I want to watch <laughs> any more of it. Um, but yeah, it's long. It's mm-hmm. long. I don't yeah. know what, what length uh, episode two is, but uh, um, I might give it another look. Yeah, I, I don't know. What the, uh, I just found there was too many coincidences in the plot. Right. You know, there's a, a certain character just happens to be in a bus station and sur- happens to meet another character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, who is exactly what they were looking for yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I was like, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, little, little things like that. Just yeah, that was a real wa- what are the chances kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I did like a conversation between um, the two pimps, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hilarious because they're in yeah. full 70s regalia you know mm-hmm. they're just they have the flares and the pink suits yeah, yeah. the the land barge of a car with all the fur dash and yeah. All that kind of stuff. yeah so cool yeah um i did very much enjoy the the portrayal of the cops oh yeah yeah they yeah, um, that, yeah. you know you, you kind of forget in in modern movies like yeah. how shit cops can be yeah normally it's fucking yeah. Kevin Costner or fucking <laughs> Tom Cruise or something with his fucking bulletproof jacket on yeah, yeah. taking out 50 terrorists yeah, yeah, with yeah. his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have this big fat fucking Irish cop <laughs> weighing down the side of his car. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so little, little things like that I did enjoy, but yeah. I don't think it made me enjoy it enough to, to probably watch anymore. Okay. Filler. For me, yeah. Yeah. I will watch another one. So mm-hmm. I guess thriller. Yeah. But it's a guarded thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll let it's you know. An hour and a half, though. I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to you. Yeah. It could be an epic, you know. Not yeah, hearing, I guess. I'm not hearing a lot of noise be. about it, but uh, I'd still, I'd like to give it another one. Um, so, Steve, was it you that saw what happened to Monday on Netflix there at some stage? I, I think it came up in the podcast before. Um, no, I think uh, no, I didn't actually. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, Mo- so no, I read about it. I think I was talking about um, Monday being a person's name, right? So, what happened to Monday is a movie, a Netflix movie, where in this dystopian future, siblings are forbidden, so you can only have one kid. 
Mm-hmm. And um, then if you have more than that, they're taken away and frozen until the Earth's population is reduced. Mm-hmm. So this uh, particular family, they have seven and they're identical mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, basically evade the authorities. One of them goes out into the world each day of the week mm-hmm. and they're named Monday through Sunday. Okay. So, you know, Monday, Monday goes out into the world and so on. Mm-hmm. So what happens and, on uh, Wednesday? What happens on <laughs> Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Monday goes missing at the start of uh, the movie and they spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out what happens. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really good. It's one of these that where you, like, as it happened, I had to stop halfway through. And I spent the rest of the next day until when I could watch it again on Netflix going, I wonder if this is what's going on. No, it can't be that. Maybe it's this. And trying to figure out what had happened. It was really interesting. Um, it r- reminded me a lot of The Running Man. Okay. Ah. Uh, not for like, there's virtually no similarity to it, but the way they handle the dystopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of The Running Man, that aspect of it, like... What, the, the whole, lady, ladies with three boobs? That's Total Recall, Michael. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to get your Schwarzenegger straight. How is that a dystopia? There's, there's 50% extra boobs. Well, as the, as, the cabbie, as the cabbie in Total Recall put it, you make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> you can't call them cabbies um, anymore. Really? No. Oh, yeah, because you can't say tranny, so you can't say cabbie. Yeah. Really? <laughs> shut up, guys, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uber offensive. That's quite topical. Things are happening in current affairs about that. Um, so, um, that's Mark's like stock response yeah. <laughs> when someone brings up current affairs. He's like, that's anyway, topical. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time because I'm the only one that's seen it. But what happened to Monday is somewhat thought-provoking, uh, not because of the issues it covers, but because it's a really good whodunit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it pacing is excellent, and there's some really strong performances in it. I recommend it. Give it a watch. So you can do that worse. and Glenn Close, right? Glenn Close is in it, yeah, mm-hmm. very small part. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe, yeah? William Defoe, very small parts. They're nothing okay. really to do with it. Like it's mm. it's it's all about the Monday through Sunday. Okay. Mm. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. And are they played by the same actors since they are all supposed to be identical? I would imagine so. Interesting. Hmm. Did you ever see Orphan Black? I we previewed it in this very podcast. We reviewed the first episode. Okay. But that was not as enjoyable as the. I can't think of the name of the show, Mike, that had the copies of, of Sarah Michelle Geller. Um That was so long ago now. Yeah. We were so young then. Do you think identical sex tuplets around the world are open arms over them not hiring them? You know, and just hiring one actor mm. to represent, you know, <laughs> yeah, sex them out of work. identical sex sex. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Misrepresentation. I just yeah, yeah I'm offended. Mm. Um right. Uh, what else do we see? Um, American Vandal. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Last Chance You. Last Chance You. You're still watching that, dude? 
Oh God, Mark, Jesus! It's a great show. What's wrong with you people? It's look at Last Chance. Use a great show. I watched season one. In season one, they get pipped to the post. They don't win the national title. The streak is broken. And in season two, they try and take it all back. And it is really, really good. The uh, the drama is all there, and every episode has the American football game. And the editing on this documentary is so good. They make every game seem like the result is balanced on a knife edge. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the drama in the you know the passes and the catches and the tackles and everything is just great. But the reason I brought it up is one of the guys that stood out in season one was running back Isaiah Wright. Mm-hmm. And in season two, it never really got off the ground for him. He wound up with an Achilles injury and he couldn't play a lot. And when he did play, that injury hampered him. So the scouts that were, you know, they were obviously there didn't really pick up on just how good he was. So he wound up playing D2 ball. And when they were doing the, like at the end of the of the, of the series, to you know, put up a picture of each guy and then tell you how he got on, mm-hmm. like what where he's playing football now or if he's playing football. And I just mentioned that he was with the Division Two side. And I said, well, that's a bit shit. Like. Mm-hmm. But um, that turns out to be the least of his worries because he's now probably going to jail. Oh. Was himself and his brother have been picked up for homicide oh, in the States. Damn. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, there appears to be a number of smoking guns, all of which he and his brother were holding. Right. Oh, dear. Ooh. Oh, my so, God. Which is a terrible plea because, you know, like you, you feel like you know these people. And he yeah. was in it for two seasons, so particularly mm-hmm. with this guy. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like, you know, he just wanted people to love him. He'd, he'd broken home, really bad family life. Mm-hmm. And all he really wanted was to be around people that cared. And then he had a really good bond with the, the guidance counselor that they had. And uh, it's, just, it's just a sad story. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the backdrop of Last Chance You made it all the more poignant. That's all I wanted to mention about Last Chance You, okay, cool. Steve. Um, another one we looked at uh, was The Orville, which is um, Seth MacFarlane's new... Uh, you, uh, you shouldn't say Star Trek, but it's Star mm-hmm. Trek. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Star Trek. Remember, we previewed this, and it looked like it was like, gag, 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 gag. Okay. Oh, my God, it's going to drive me bananas. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looks... It was, it was going to be stupid, mm-hmm. just all the way through. But... I have to say I was surprised. It harkened back to more to the next generation than I thought it right. would. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Um, mm-hmm. But it uh, it wasn't gag, gag, gag. It did have mm-hmm. laughs in there. And some mm-hmm. sometimes you're sort of going, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. bit Seth MacFarlane. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> a little yeah. bit too much, you yeah, know. But, yeah. um, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I went on and I watched episode two, which was disastrous. Mm-hmm. And episode three, which was much better again. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I will watch mm. more. Mark, what did you think? So it's Star Trek week man. here at the Is yeah. Bicycle Studio. <laughs> yeah. um, Orville had me thinking a lot, actually, because yeah. Orville is, as Steve mentioned, the trailer made it seem like it was going to be slapstick. Mm-hmm. Um, but the focus is actually on the character relationships. Mm. It's almost like Grey's Anatomy meets Spaceballs. Okay. Oh. No, it's not as slapstick as Spaceballs, not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. The jokes are, are a lot lower key than that. But um, it's funny, like, because when someone's on a Federation-type starship, like the Orville is, mm-hmm. like, they get so much backstory and uh, background and setting for free. They don't have to then go, mm-hmm. well, we're explorers and, you know, we're trying to make friends with the aliens and all yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, it's Star Trek, right? So you get that for free. And... Um, then <laughs> it is really funny at spots. 
uh, Seth yeah. MacFarlane, like the now some of the jokes don't land, but most of them to me anyway did. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I like the way they took the tropes and didn't try and well, I suppose they did, but they didn't make fun of them too much. Yeah, because that would have been an issue for me is if they just lampooned mm-hmm. the setting. Because that setting obviously is very dear to my heart, yeah. but they didn't really do that. There was a couple of funny jokes in it, like where the guy runs out into the hallway and then he runs right through this amoeba type alien. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, man. He's like, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, there was a couple of things like that that were funny. But no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I haven't gotten back to it yet, but I want to. Yeah. Um, the reason I haven't gotten back to it yet is because Star Trek Discovery just came out on Netflix. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, so filler, trailer for, so you will go back to it. So trailer for the Orville? Thriller for me. I hear that the interpersonal relationships continue to be the focus even more so in subsequent episodes. Yes, that would be true. So uh, I'm going to give it a guarded, guarded thriller. Yeah, they also have their their uh, typical Star Trek mini adventures every week okay. kind of thing as well. So um, they got a holodeck. Oh yeah, and I, I tell you, actually, that's something I meant to say was mm-hmm. that I mean they've spent money on this. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Even the you know let's say outside views of ships and okay. docking yeah. stations and the holodeck and so, actually the holodeck's yeah. hilarious because yeah. they keep mixing up tropes yeah. uh, like uh, oh what was it? Uh, there's Mexican bandits and they're sort of in this game and they 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 ride up to this citadel let's say mm-hmm. and the Mexican bandits are all pulling out guns and there's loads of them yeah. and your man's like okay we'll have a Mexican standoff and he's going yeah but my style what's that and the Mexicans are like yeah. we have a dance off kind of thing you know I've studied <laughs> jazz and you know uh, all these different types of dance yeah, you know yeah. and he's just going you have no chance and he's just like oh for fuck's sake did you mix up the stuff and go yeah I just thought it more interesting if we put this in you know <laughs> that kind of thing so it's it's very funny yeah. in places so um yeah, so yeah, thriller for me. Um, that, that's what I mean about getting stuff for free. So when they go into the holodeck, you don't blink an eye because mm, yeah. everyone knows about it. Like. Yeah, 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 true. Um, so Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, tell me more. So Star Trek Discovery, set in the alternate Star Trek universe in the Chris Pine films. Mm. Uh, it is set after Kirk has done his thing. Oh, wait, is this the third movie? No, no, it's not a movie. It's a TV show. Oh. And it's on Netflix. And it is, I'm trying to give you the timeline because I don't know like the star date or anything ridiculous like that. But it's mm-hmm. it's very close to the Kirk era. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's like after, like I, mm-hmm. I, as, as I understand it, Kirk is out there doing his thing. Okay. And these guys are in a different part of the galaxy or whatever, right? So, like, Sarek is featured in the first episode, for example. He's around now. I know, obviously, Sarek, he's a Vulcan, so he lives for ages. But, um, so, the we're introduced at the start to the captain and the first officer. First officer, unsurprisingly, is Vulcan, mm-hmm. as is the original Star Trek TV show, uh, Want. Mm-hmm. And they are sent to investigate a damaged um, space station, I suppose you'd call it. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, they encounter the Klingons. I think that's probably enough to yeah. set the set the scene. Yeah. Um, what I was surprised to see uh, Michelle Yeoh, you know, from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Hmm. Really? Yeah, she's the captain. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, they've spent a lot of money on this. 
it was very very apparent very quickly mm-hmm. it looks clean it looks almost like star wars clean okay you know what it, I mean? uh, it looks exactly like the chris pine movies chris pine star trek movies yeah like the, they're most of the first two episodes. I watched mm. two episodes because that's what's out so far. Are set around a binary star, mm. and that binary star looks amazing. Mm. And the Klingons, like the makeup on the Klingons, there's no fucking melted plastic stuck in the foreheads of these lads. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's that. true. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is this isn't one of these horseshit Deep Space Nine fucking efforts or whatever. No. Okay. Deep Space Nine was not horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. It, it, this, no, this is back true to form. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts off, okay, I had a funny conversation at work, right? I work in software. There's lots of geeks there. Mm-hmm. And we were, the three of us were talking about the show. Two of us had seen it. The other guy hadn't. Mm-hmm. And I said to the guy that had seen it, I said, I really like the way the Klingons look. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. they look more like animalistic, like, and yeah. it's, it's less, much less plasticky. Yeah. And he goes, ah, I don't know, like, I, I don't really, I'd prefer if they just looked like the next gen way where you have just the bone ridges in the forehead, like, yeah. and I went, fair enough, I said, but like, one one objection I did have is that in the Klingon language, if you say words with different inflections, it means different things. Mm. So if you kind of like shout a word, bark a word, it'll mean one thing. If you say it softly, it means something completely different. But it starts off with and a monologue. Said, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it starts off with the monologue from one of the Klingon guys. Yeah. And that's that's what I was... Yeah. I noticed mm-hmm. it then because everything he said was more or less in the same tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um, the guy that hadn't seen it goes, do they use the same Klingon language? Mm. And the other guy goes, yeah, they do. And I said, how do you know that? And he said, oh, I know some Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, that is a level of geek that I've yet to ascend yeah. to. <laughs> Actually, speaking of geeks, there was... Uh, an email went out in work uh, just a couple of days ago um, offering uh, reserve seating and cheap tickets uh, to go to uh, to new Blade, Runner, Blade All right. Runner. All right. Yeah. And I swear, within 30 seconds of that email hitting inboxes, there was a ripple around the office. Really? Of people kind of leaning over. Uh, yes. Yeah, really? <laughs> going, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Very good. Um, yeah, Mark, that's, uh, there's that particular scene that you're talking about with Klingons. When they start it, they, they have a, quite a close-up. The very, very start of the, the episode is this kind of fire. And as they zoom out, I mean, there's... If they'd got it wrong, it would have been very apparent very quickly. Mm. But it just mm. looks it looks real. Like the whole facial structure and features and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Because mm. they're zoomed right in. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm going to watch more. We're all big Star Trek fans in my family. And I messaged all my brothers and said, you've got to watch it. It's all the good stuff from a Star Trek show. Yeah. Like they, they very easily just kind of show you the ingenuity of the people on the ship, mm-hmm. they they bring out the whole diplomacy focus, but they've also got the Klingons there doing what Klingons should be doing, and yeah. it's just really good. And also, there was a bathlet in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when they bring those out. Oh. And is the and ship it's just, pro- just really good? Is the ship properly armed, or they still got this humanitarian bullshit going on? <laughs> no, the ship is armed. It's it's a Kirk era ship. Okay. So you got your photon torpedoes and your phasers. They haven't yet discovered quantum torpedoes. Okay. Uh, I've, uh, al- I've always been very impressed, actually, with your ability to maintain 
timelines in your head across so many different stories, you know, yeah. between Wolverine, X-Men, fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a human filing system. Yeah, it's it's one. Of, it's the geek layers. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So thrillers, obviously. Yeah. Um. Next one we saw actually a movie that we saw, The Young Offenders, um, which is an Irish movie set in Cork, based around the true story of a ship capsa or a boat capsizing off. The the mizzen head, I think, in mm-hmm. 2000, 2007, mm-hmm. and they lost a shitload of cocaine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so these two young young fellas down in Cork, uh, mm-hmm. they steal some bicycles and they go off to try and find uh, a bale of cocaine, uh, knowing that it's worth seven million euros. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's that's pretty much what it's uh, mm-hmm. about. Yeah, right. yeah. But like, imagine you found it and you pissed off the drug lord that belonged to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. <laughs> you could make a movie about that. You could make a movie about that. <laughs> so I, I lived in Cork for a while and I really enjoyed seeing all of the settings. I like knew the you would. Settings. Yeah, I sent your text like after I'd seen it because I knew that you'd like this. You'd, you'd get yeah, it. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. They spent a lot of time in the English market down in Cork, mm. which is like, I, I would have spent a lot of time going through there too when I lived down there. And uh, a lot of the other locations are pure Corkonian. Like. Yeah. So, um, and then the humor, it's so funny, the two guys and the way that their dialogue off each other. Yeah. Timing is just brilliant. They're great, aren't they? They're really, really good. Um, and I went to look at some um, interviews with them afterwards, and you wouldn't recognize them. Like, it's it's unbelievable how how good actors they are, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you just go, that person cannot be that person. Are you sure that's the right guy? You know, which is which, you know, <laughs> that kind of way. It's amazing. Wow. No, it is. And like, I, I didn't realize how much I missed that Skanger Cork accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I started doing it then around the house for days yeah, afterwards, yeah. like yeah. driving people up yeah. the wall. But, what uh, would you do with seven um, million euro? You know? <laughs> but they, but they, you know what? They do a great story. This is like the same kind of thing that I was talking about in Last Chance You, but they do a great job of um, building empathy for both characters and what they're, you know, what they're, what they're probably missing in their upbringing and, and yeah. their home life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, this trip to find a bale of cocaine isn't really about that at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how it all comes full circle. The ending is brilliant. Yeah. It is like, it dovetails so well start to end. It's just, it's just a really, really great bit of writing. Um, and I'm, I don't know if this is getting critical acclaim, but I really feel like it should. It, it was. And, uh, when I spotted it on, uh, Netflix, um, I sort of said to, uh, my lady friend, um, who's from Cork, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we should watch this because I'd heard that it's mm-hmm. brilliant. She's not from the Cork, they're from. The- <laughs> no, she's, she's not from Cork City. She's from Cork. Mm-hmm. Very, oh, she's very Corkonian though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get that wrong. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't have a Cork accent. Like. No, no. Um, so uh, anyway, um, train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. You um, said to her, do you want to watch this? Yeah, it's and she was like, oh, oh, I don't know about this. And I showed her the, the sort of the blurb on it. She said, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. But I said, look, give it five minutes because I believe that it's great because I'd seen tweets about it and uh, people <coughs> said, oh, you have to go and see this. So we did stick it on and within a few minutes we were both dying laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was very funny, actually. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So is it a rubber bandits kind of effort with the banter between the boys or? Uh, yeah, it would be virgin on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, they're, they never try and make them out to be like super smart or, or smart at all. Um, <laughs> but they're just, uh, they're, but they're not gougers either. Okay. You know, they're, like like they used to say, they're honest, decent criminals. You know, <laughs> you know? Uh, they're, they're, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. they're likable rogues. Yeah, likable right? rogues. They're, they're, they're likable rogues, yeah, yeah. but they are as fucking amoral as you can find anywhere. Like, well, one of them is the other guy. Then tends to be the morality break, and he goes, "Ah, geez, you couldn't do that." But of course, they do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Of course, at least because blah blah blah. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> he at least tries to feel bad. Yeah, but yeah, I think I would probably give this an eight. I spent a lot of time laughing. And, and at the same time, the poignancy of the story they were telling um, touched me as well, non-sexually. <laughs> it's definitely up there. Yeah, for sure mm-hmm. it's an eight. Yeah, yeah. I laughed and laughed at this. Oh, yeah. Just remember the discussion yeah. about trying to find their G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it's really up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, highly recommend it. Stick it on the list. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, you'd love it. I'll put it on the list for sure. Um, Mike, I presume uh, Ouija Origin of Evil was yours. So. Yeah. <laughs> How would you guess, Steve? <laughs> Go on, tell us. Yeah, this is a prequel to Ouija after the Origin of Evil. Ouija <laughs> <laughs> Evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's set back in the 70s or something, or 60s even, and yeah. there's a mammy and her two daughters, and daddy is dead, and they're living in a house trying to make ends meet by telling uh, telling fortunes, doing seances, and it's all, uh, it's all fake. Yeah. They're taking advantage of the punters. And then... One of them has the bright idea of stealing a Ouija board, and they start to incorporate that into their show. Right. Great idea. Um, What could go wrong? Yeah. And uh, (laughs) as Mark says, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, Long story short, one of them gets possessed, and um, they fortunately have a family friend who's a priest able to depossess people everyone has one of those friends on your in their phone book yeah it's it's well worth having one I highly recommend <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's so by the book so much copying of previous ideas it's just right. really really disappointing oh really yeah yeah i i was shocked and appalled oh really that you bad know. even on the b movie scale even on the b movie scale you're looking at it and there isn't an ounce of creativity <gasps> you know every scene is like oh i wonder what's going to happen now ah oh, there you go yeah. is this the first zero <laughs> i no on no. the b movie scale they made an effort to put a ouija board and an exorcism on screen for me Okay. So, in fairness, I can't, in so in good faith, one. give them a zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Zero point five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but what can you do? Swing and a miss. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also had a look at Central Intelligence, which Mark watched a while back. I watched it as well. Yeah, did you? Yeah. 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 This is uh, the finale is in Boston Common. 
Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I noticed the background of piss stain that you made. Yeah, there, yeah, right? probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus, I was awful disappointed with that movie. Were you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was thinking like The Rock. Yeah. Losing the standards. You know, I wanted to. And now I'm awful disappointed with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't know what yeah. fucking film you watched. I, I just, I, I just came, kept thinking to myself, you know, Dwayne, you got to get your shit together or I'll have to come down there and beat some, <laughs> beat some talent into you. <laughs> he's so big, isn't he? He's so big in that movie, especially he's because he's beside your man, Kevin Hark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which, which of you watched Hitman's Bodyguard? I did. And I did. Hmm. Yeah. We're like Hitman's bodyguard twins. So this is uh, Samuel Jackson. Fishburn. Samuel Fishburn. Sorry, you're right. Um, <laughs> Lawrence L. Jackson. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he needs a bodyguard because he's mm. key to a case and mm. uh, needs to be transported. Uh, we've seen that somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they they hired this guy who uh, has only ever lost one person mm-hmm. and it was due to the actual guy he's now protecting <laughs> so yeah um so it's a it's a bit of a is it mike yeah it is a bit, it is a bit of a caper yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there may be not quite enough people on the team to oh, be a yeah. full caper. Yeah, yeah, you know, true. if yeah. they had 11, 12, or even 13, yeah. you'd be... Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Um, wasn't for me. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. That's the other dude. Yeah, yeah see, Ryan Reynolds can be quite funny. Yeah. I but mean, I don't he, think it worked for him in this. Yeah, he had a, he had a little bit of um, Deadpool about him. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm with you. I think it fell a little flat. Yeah. The, the bits in between the violence mm-hmm. could be funny, but some of them are just like unnecessary banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I can't give this high score. It wasn't. Mm, it was yeah. very average. And Sa- Samuel was just really. too Samuel. It was like they just put the cameras rolling and yeah. said, "Yeah, be Samuel for yeah. five minutes, and we we'll just whatever comes out." Yeah. You know, <laughs> say something funny, no yeah. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this this is a, like a five. I think mm. I laughed a bit at it, maybe a six. Mm. You know, but five. Yeah, probably yeah, a solid yeah. five. You know what really irked yeah. me? Uh, fucking Interpol. Why can't fucking American TV? or movie makers get it into their head that Interpol doesn't carry guns doesn't arrest anybody (laughs) doesn't fucking kick in doors without a fucking word (laughs) you know it's just fuck off (laughs) what would you give it out of 10 Mike Uh, sounds like an (laughs) 8 well I was overly generous on my last score so I'm going to be a bit pissy on this one and give him a 3 Three, yeah, yeah, okay. Three so to you five. Agree with God, the, I'm not going to bother watching this. You yeah. agree with the, what you call it? Um, who gave Rotten it Tomatoes. Three? Yeah, 37. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. God, that's, that's quite a lot of TV and film we've got through tonight, mm-hmm. guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We should be proud of ourselves. And a whole lot of grumpy, Mike. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, because I think, Mark, you win the podcast tonight, because I have taken away both American Vandals and What Happened Monday. Mm-hmm. And Sean young, loves dicks. And the young offenders. I'm not saying young offenders. All and young offenders. Uh, and <laughs> young. I'll put it on my Christmas viewing list. How's that? Hang on a sec. What Hang has on Mark a sec. ever done for us? Hang on a sec. We can't have Mark just letting him win unchallenged. The Orville, Star Trek. 
I'm just going to say one thing to Shona. Oh, no. Celebs go dating. Oh, <laughs> Channel 4. I should be watching more, should Oh, I? yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've watched, I think, 20 episodes in the last <laughs> week. <laughs> You're my fucking hero, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just so many damaged people just being released <laughs> on the public. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they don't do... They don't do the, the characters any favors whatsoever. If they make a little fuck up on a date, that's right back at you, you know, two episodes <laughs> later, you know, well, you said this, and then they cut scene to when he said that, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, just a wonderful collection, you know, the, the likes of Callum Best. And I don't know if you ever remember Jonathan Chebum or Chebum. No. He was, he was involved with the Kardashians for a while. I don't know about them either. Um, either do I, but I thought you might have, because I thought you were like the next level reality. Uh, not in this genre, it seems. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm still stuck on my RuPaul's Drag Race. Like it's, oh, are you really? Yeah, I'm yeah. hitting it hard. I'm in season mm-hmm. six, I think, at the moment. So. And you started from zero? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh-huh. fun. And yeah. they do makeup. Good, y'all. <laughs> 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 I just watch them and it's like, how do your pores look so refined? <laughs> 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 filler yeah so all I'm going to say Sean is before you grant Mark the title go and watch some celebs go dating then come back to me and see see who's the winner you've not, you've not sold it to me the way that Mark sold me his shows I don't need to sell it to you <laughs> I just it need to itself. I just need to plant the seed you know it's out there and it will give you a satisfaction that Mark can never give you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm calling it on that note. <laughs> from Mike, Mark, Stephen, Jonah, stay classy. Or don't if you're Mike. <laughs> <laughs>